Welcome to Cars and Comrades. This is Bryant with a couple quick announcements before we get on to the main episode. First off, we're trying a little experiment this time. Uh, some folks didn't really care for the beginning of the episode where we do the project car updates, or at least they just wanted to get on to the the main meat of the episode. And you know, in the past, we've uh, we've done timestamps um, to get to the main topic. Uh, but we're going to try splitting things up this week and see if people like that. So this week we're going to have the Project Car updates. And then next week we're going to be having the, the main episode where we uh, talk about some electric cars and some various news stories. Um, yeah, and uh, a big part of that reason is uh, I just haven't finished editing that second part yet. So we're going to put this out rather than you know it being late. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so let us know if, uh, if that's something you like, or if you want it, us to do it differently. I think one person suggested having our, uh, project car updates at the end of the episode. Um, but I feel like that would kind of screw up our flow, but I don't know. Let us know. You can contact us on social media. It's cars and comrades at most of them, you know, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, or you can email us cars and comrades at gmail.com. We, we get a lot of spam on that account. So, you know, we'd, we'd kind of like to hear more from the listeners. Uh, the second announcement that we have is that our hosting company, uh, shout engine is going out of business at the end of the year. So we have to find a new, uh, podcasting hosting service. So if you have strong opinions on why you think the Libsyn is better than anchor FM or vice versa, write in and tell us. Uh, we'll probably figure that out in the next week or two, and we'll have some updates for you. But um, at least uh, the RSS feed won't change until the end of March. Uh, so if they uh, are doing what they say they're doing, then Shout Engine will maintain that service up through the end of March, and it'll just forward to the new hosting. So uh, we'll take care of that. Um, I you know, I'm kind of glad that I saved the uh, MP3s of all the uh, the old episodes, so we can just put them back up on the uh, the new hosting. So watch this space; we'll have more updates for you. But um, yeah, uh, on to the episode. All profit is value extraction, and that means that all profit is theft from you. Corporate America is on welfare, and they you've got to get them off welfare. Last words on my lips, and I am a revolutionary, and you're going to have to keep on saying that. Hey, welcome to Cars and Comrades, your socialist car podcast. I should say our socialist car podcast you know it's socialist we're sharing right um my name is bryant we've got connor zach and brandon here today how are y'all doing hungover okay (laughs) (laughs) for once not hungover or on drugs hey and i just had a coffee beer so i'm on two drugs maybe maybe more that you don't know about doing great guys (laughs) (laughs) Um, so today we've got a few different topics and rather than list them all, 
uh, just check the show notes because I'm not sure what we'll actually get to today. Um, you know, we might cut out some stuff in the interest of time. But yeah, um, in case anyone hasn't noticed, sometimes we get off topic or it takes us a lot longer to cover something than we think. And so, like, we'll we'll intro something and then that intro winds up being very wrong. So, yeah, yeah, we're going to try something new. Not telling you just read the fucking notes that we write them for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. basically the reason we're not telling you is because we didn't plan this very well so we don't actually know at the moment we're just seeing where this goes <laughs> yeah come along with us we'll find out what we're going to talk about together <laughs> yeah we, we've been working with the uh turn leftist podcast guys for a month now and they actually have their shit together and so this is our first uh podcast in about a month that we've just been doing on our own and uh it shows i think <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> uh no shade on 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 my comrades here i i uh i do have to um commend connor for organizing all the notes and and you know hurting all the cats for the walter ruther episodes so i mean don't commend me too um, much we're going on like part six or some shit now like <laughs> i didn't i didn't do it quite right apparently <laughs> But uh, something to look forward to. I know. Uh, I know Brandon has some some tea to spill on Walter Ruther in the next one, hopefully. Which listeners so. will be hearing in quite a while. It's gonna be a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess let's get started on our uh, project car updates for now. Oh, and um, by the way, I know someone on on one of the social media said that they didn't really care for the the project car updates. Well, too bad. It's our pro- it's our podcast. We're gonna do it anyways. But we'll put in the timestamp if you want to skip skip past that, you know, yes. for the next segment or whatever. But um, uh, what what order are we going in? I forgot what we did last time. It's we usually end up doing alphabetical or reverse alphabetical. Yeah, right. And I forget which one we did last time. I mean, it's so. completely arbitrary, no matter what. But like, pick one, flip a coin. All right, Connor, you're right. going well, first. Then. Oh, that. All right, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> Uh, all right, you got me there. Um, it's been an interesting couple weeks for me. So I'm going to start off at the top with sort of a car update, but uh, I just want to get to it before I, you know, run over and don't have time to talk about it. Uh, I recently started um, watching the Netflix series Formula One Drive to Survive which I highly recommend to any listeners who might be interested in getting into Formula One. There's, you know, like, uh, I mean, we we talk about how our our podcast kind of started with all listening to Street Fight. And I know, like, Brett from Street Fight is very into Formula One. Um, And I've been meaning to get into it. I know there's other leftists that are, like, into it. But I've been very intimidated about, like, ah, that's a whole other other thing to learn. I'm not ready for that. I don't think I'm ready for that commitment. Um, so then my partner did decide like, Hey, let's watch this thing on Netflix. I was like, cool, whatever. First episode. I'm fucking hooked. I am now an F1 fan, hundred percent. And, uh, I have watched a couple of the Grand Prix live since we've last recorded. So now I am just an F1 junkie. (laughs) I don't know a lot about F1, but I've like read and watched a lot of like engineering stuff about how those cars are made. And man, that like. That alone is enough to fascinate me, man. It is the coolest shit ever. I'm so glad I finally like got into it a little bit. That's for real. The Netflix series like will really help uh, anyone who's like interested in getting into it and like learning about it. It'll give you a very good start. 
It's a very good series. Yeah. It's super interesting. Um, and it will make you appreciate like a motorsport that you can literally turn on your TV. Um, Cause like you can't do that with like a lot of other things. So um, although today's great, that's, that, that's actually the best review that you could give me because I always find like, that initial like figuring out the basics of something like the most daunting part like yeah and the learning curve is is always the steepest right there at the beginning and it's enough to be off-putting at times yeah so this i I highly recommend this show um it helps like my partner megan she'll like look up like we have a question like hey wait what about this particular thing about qualifying and she'll look it up and you know so like it helps like once you have that start and that base like oh wait here's how it works like i thought there was like Oh, there's going to be a hundred drivers. I'm going to have to do. I'm not ready for that. There's 20 drivers. Very easy. I can do that. But like, I literally just had no idea. So um, today's Grand Prix was in Cutter. It was so it was at 8 a.m. this morning. So I had to wake up. So I was little little not happy about that. I, I hope F1 considers my weekend routine a little bit more in the future. But uh, <laughs> 8 a.m. is a little bit early for my ass to crawl out of bed on a Sunday. But <laughs> Um, no, really, it was fun. I'm I'm glad I watched it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm a fan now. So I'm going to talk about that probably more. Quick aside, this is the race that Lewis Hamilton's wearing the uh, pride flag on the back of his helmet, right? Yep. Or was? Yep. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I will commend like, look, he's, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, he's a cool communist like us. He's not. But like, uh, as far as F like racing drivers go. It's about as good as you get. And I'm pretty sure he is the first black F1 driver ever because obviously it's a very white sport. He's he seems like a very cool dude. He speaks up about shit. And that's about as much as you can get. I mean, anyone advocating for LGBTQ rights is is good. I don't follow F1 stuff, really. Uh, But is he the one that kind of got into some hot water because he he had the decency to speak up? on behalf of other people or yeah probably or did okay if i were to I, guess. I vaguely remembered hearing like people mad because they're like oh stop making cars about your dumb politics oh yeah he he did bring up like, racism you- in motorsports and stuff and like so obviously reactionaries hated that so yeah i mean he's he's a bit of a lib in a lot of ways but like you can't expect you can't expect everyone to be a communist. Like, it's just not the reality, but like, as far as don't tell me what I can expect, (laughs) as far as motorsports personalities go, uh, he seems pretty cool. And he is, I mean, he's gotta be the best F1 driver in history. I mean, he's, he is racking up the records quick. Um, yeah, I mean, the guy's fucking really good. It's out. It's insane to be honest. Anyway, so now Connor's an F1 fan, so listeners might hear a little bit of F1 from time to time. Yeah, I mean, I never really got into F1 just because, like, those cars are about as related to anything that I can drive as, like, the space shuttle is, you know? Sure. Like, they're just so high-tech and, and insane that I have no, like, frame of reference. And I, I, maybe that's the reason why, like, when I was younger, I got into um, World Rally Championship more as a motorsport because they actually, I mean, at least they look like stock cars. They have stock body shells. A lot of them have stock, you know, I forget what the rules are now, but I think at one point they had stock engine blocks and heads and, and transmissions and stuff like that. Or at least there was some homologation. I don't know. Go back to our episode about the group B rally. I probably (laughs) 
got the facts a little bit more correct that one. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I should check it out. I don't know. It's if, I, you know, I'm I'm with you on that, Bryant. Though, because I tend to find things most appealing when there's a degree of accessibility, grassroots like, stuff, which is why I do like yeah. drifting and shit. I hey, I'm with you 100. Right, or like, like I'm with when you. I realized that dirt track racing was something that I could afford to get into. Now, whether or not I do is a different thing. But if I made that decision, it's well within my grasp. Yeah. So that makes it way more interesting to me. I don't know how I got into drag racing because that shit is just so expensive, but we're doing it on a weird budget. So like, yeah, but F1, no, I no, mean, there's no, I feel that's generally tight budget on F1. That is generally how I've been. However, uh, to me, the driving is largely the same. They've got to worry about tire wear. They got to turn. It's got an engine that breaks sometimes. I mean, it's all the fundamentals are there. Yeah. It's crazy engineering and shit, but like at its core, you got an engine in a race car with suspension parts that's got to fucking go around a track. It's cool. It's fast. They're doing shit. It is. It is cool to watch. There's a lot going on. So, um, I'm not dismissing you at all. No, I, I'm I, simply yeah. saying, like, what has been my hurdle up to this point? But generally, you, you have my, sold me on this effectively. Yeah, generally, that's been my kind of thing too. Is I'm like it, with any kind of sport, I'm like I'd rather do the sport than watch it. Um, which I get, you know, that's, but like, I don't know, especially as I get older and I'm like, well, I'm not going to be an F1 driver. Like it's just not accessible, but like the sport <laughs> seems interesting. I can watch it. Like, even if I'm not participating. Um, I also saw some stuff about what, like what the experience of being an F1 driver is more like. And I realized that I would never want to do that. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> it yeah. sounds straight up miserable. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Um, anyway, so that aside, just wanted to let listeners know I'm now an F1 fan. That that happened. Happened quick. You can become one, too. Um, check it out. Netflix. The Formula One show. There you go. All right. So now on to the real car updates. You know, of course, naturally off topic. But uh, actual car updates um, are not great for me. Um, they've been rough. Uh, car was in the shop to have the, uh, steering rack replaced with, um, you know, inner and outer tie rods and all that. Um, which of course is, you know, expensive, whatever. Then they found out that the power steering lines were like warped at the fitting ends, which is not that surprising either. No big deal. I was like, they called me up and they're like, Oh, this is like these power steering lines. I was like, yeah, fucking replace them. Like, it's got to be done. Like, don't put leaky fucking lines on the car. <laughs> I just spent all the like, yeah, I get like, you got to call me, whatever. It's like, yeah, cool. Do it. And they're like, you know, all this shit. So they put it all together. It takes them long, two days longer than it's supposed to. Right. And I'm on like, I'm on a vacation because I plan this. Like everything has been very scheduled poorly um, or just like kind of tight um, with several different shops involved. Plus me, like, doing a bunch of shit while I was off of work. Um, so they call me. I'm like two days late or something. I'm, you know, on vacation. Um, Cause they didn't get to it before that. I'm like, Oh yeah, we're, we're about ready. We're going to line the car and then it'll be ready to go. I'm like, cool. I will call my other guy, get the car towed over to the other shop. We'll be good to go an hour later. So I get, a, I get a bunch of text messages with pictures and I was like, son of a bitch, this is not going to be good. Open it up. 
And then they're like, oh, you know, it wasn't there when we were doing all this stuff, but we went to align the car and we noticed this enormous fucking stress crack in your front passenger side knuckle. And I see the pictures of it and it is a fucking crack and a half. I was like, dude. So right. It's right where the, um, so right where the outer tie rod connects to the actual front knuckle, um, right in there, just cracked a shit. And I was like, okay, that's, not the most unexpected thing in the world. Okay. Drifting and just daily driving puts wear and tear on your fucking car. That's the way it goes. Sometimes a stress fa- fracture won't show up until, you know, whatever, until it does its thing. However, this is not my favorite shop, right? So this is the shop that like I go to for suspension stuff because they have a fucking rack and they can do lowered cars. I don't really go there by choice. I think they're a little expensive and sometimes, and I f- can't help but feel like, Hey, Every time I go to you, there's fucking problems and shit winds up broken. I'm not saying that they do it, but shit winds up fucking broken when it goes to their shop. And I think they're, I think the owners drive very nice cars for the amount of cars that go into them to that shop. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I feel like y'all are, you know, especially exploiting your workers and definitely almost certainly gouging customers uh so i don't want to be one but you know i have limited options for aftermarket suspension stuff anyway they tell me the knuckles cracked and i was like all right cool one kind of wish y'all had worked on this um last week when i fucking asked you to um instead of waiting to the last fucking minute um because now i'm like wow i'm running up against the fucking deadline here and now you're telling me there's problems it's like cool whatever I will find a fucking knuckle, get it to your shop, and it'll be done. So I, I, I start looking around for new knuckles. I start looking around for used ones. Um, there's this that local junkyard that does, like, performance cars. Um, and I called up them, and they said, okay, yeah, we've got a used knuckle here. It'll be, whatever, 70 bucks, as opposed to, like, 400 for a new one. And I was like, sold. So I'm like, cool. Can you ship this shit to locally to this shop? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Cool. All right. Give them the address, all that stuff I pay for. And I'm like, hey, any chance can go out today. By this time, it's like mid afternoon the next day. So it's like Wednesday or some shit. And they're like, oh, you know, it's going to be a little bit tight, but it'll definitely go out tomorrow. Okay, fine. Cool. Ship it tomorrow then. Here's the here's the money. Here's all that. Blah, blah, blah. Then. I'm, I enjoy the rest of my vacation. We come back home, whatever. I'm all, you know, it is what it is. Then, you know, I'm expecting all this shit to be done. Um, come like Monday or something. And so I start the new job driving the Camaro to work. Right. So I start this new job or I actually I took the train the first day because I had to go to the corporate office in the city. Um, so I took the train and. Then the next day I'm driving the Camaro to work, whatever. At work, my first day, they tell me, um, I call them I'm like, hey, how's uh, how's things coming? Like, is this almost done? Should I set up to have, you know, come pick this up? Oh, yeah, we never got the knuckle. And I'm like, what do you, what the fuck you mean you never got the knuckle? What, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, we, we, uh, we meant to call you, but, uh, you know, then we got busy. I'm like, you motherfuckers. Call up the other place. I'm like, hey, um where's this at you know what's going on oh yeah yeah uh we we shipped it friday here's a tracking number i'm like motherfuckers dude 
So they shipped it Friday and apparently it's not, they shipped it via FedEx, which is like two day, even though it's like local, which normally should be one day. So, you know, I lost time there, which was very not what I wanted. Anyway, it shows up the next day. They put it in and then they're like, oh, yeah, it only took us uh, two and a half hours. And, you know, oh, we noticed that the uh, ball joints, the lower ball joint that was came with the knuckle was bad. And so we took the ones out of your old knuckles. And this I almost blew a fucking gasket because I had deep like when I dropped the car off, I told them like about all this stuff. I told them all this shit up front, which we'll get to. But one of the things when the knuckle was bad, I told them I just had the ball joint replaced on this knuckle. So please remove the lower ball joint and put it into the knuckle you get. Right. And then they're sending me a text like they did me a favor like, oh, yeah, we decided to do this. I'm like, you didn't decide to do shit. I fucking told you they're brand new. Please put them in there. Would you not have? We did you a favor and followed your instructions. <laughs> that's well. So that's the thing. I, I'm like, I'm stuck going to this shop. But like, I really hate going to them because it's like every time I do, I have to tell them things three and four fucking times. And then they'll they'll call me up and be like, well, we ran into this problem. What do you want to do about it? And I'm like, motherfucker, I told you what to do. Like, what are you doing? I'm paying you a lot of fucking money. Please listen to me when I talk. So I was kind of pissed and I was like, whatever. Yeah, thank you, I guess. Cool. And then then it's like, okay, we're going to line the car and it'll be done cool beans i get a text with some pictures the next day i'm like you sons of bitches Uh uh-uh i look at it okay now oh so we uh we tried to move the eccentric bolts in the rear and uh it it's you know it broke off now that might sound reasonable to the listener who doesn't know the background info yet but uh when i dropped the car off um, and they had a chance to look at it, whatever. And, you know, after that they said, oh yeah, well those, um, those eccentric bolts in the rear seem like they're seized. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. They're known to go see, get seized on these. That's very normal. Don't worry about it. They're fine. The rear is fine. The only reason I need an alignment is because you're changing out the rack and all the fucking tie rods. I'm like, I don't care about the rear. It's fine. You know, just don't worry about it. The rear is fine. It's been fine. They have been seized in a position that is perfectly fine with me i will worry about changing out adjustable arms and shit next season when i have the money and the time to fuck with it so i said don't worry about it whatever so when i get a text telling me that they fucking broke this bolt that they weren't supposed to be touching i was pissed and i'm like having this moment of just like okay i'm not just gonna call them and scream but like what the fuck so i have to text them like hey um yeah, I need this car like today now. Like I really, I have a fucking deadline. I need the car today. Make it work. I don't give a shit. Whatever. You make this work. It, it's got to be done. However, it's got to be done. So then, you know, they they go, okay, yeah, I, I might have some extra eccentric bolts or something. We might be able to remove it. And I was like, well, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to scream at them if they're going to charge me for this. Because I'm going to have to like get fucking you know, be an asshole now. Cause it's like, dude, I fucking told you don't worry about it. Um, in the end, they did not charge me for all that. I guess they included that in the alignment. Um, but I was fucking pissed. I was like, y'all should not have been touching this shit. I knew it was seized. It was fine. I'm not worried about it. The rear is fucking fine. So it was super frustrating. 
And, you know, the whole job wound up being a little more expensive than I wanted. Uh, and it was already expensive to be to begin with. But whatever, shit's done. It drives straight, which is really weird now because I realized just how much I've been compensating every time I hit a bump. Um, <laughs> so, like, I'm trying to drive it today. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I would jerk the car every time I hit a bump. And I'm like, I don't need to do that now. And it's very weird. So my driving kind of sucks <laughs> as a result. <laughs> so all that. And then last car update, um, because I've been driving the Camaro to work the last uh, week, uh, the first week of this new job, um, which I hate driving that Camaro. Eventually, I'd like to sell it. But uh, I had a recent setback. I go to work on Friday and nobody else from my team is there. And my new boss was like, hey, is anybody in the office? I was like, no. He's like, oh, well, um, I guess everyone's working from home. If you want to work from home, you can you can do that. That would be perfectly fine just pack up whenever you want and go home and finish the day there and i was like okay cool so it's like around 10 seems like something you should have told me before i got here but thanks <laughs> yes <laughs> i agree but it's like well whatever i'm i'm gonna go ahead and go home and finish up because i'm just doing training shit so on my way home as i'm putting it in gear transmissions making funny noises kind of a bit of a whine which it had started making the noise the day before. And I was like, Hey, sorry. We had some technical difficulties there, but we're back. Um, Connor, do you remember where you were in your story? Vaguely. Um, we were talking about how I was going to work from home, right? So I'm leaving the office. I'm going to go mm. back home, working from home. I'm driving my, my favorite car, my Camaro. And, uh, so I'm almost home about five minutes away. And, uh, you know, the transmission had been making noises that were notable that I was like, I should consider having this looked at at some point, but I'm probably not going to like the answer. Uh, anyway, I'm about I'm close to about five minutes from home and I'm like trying to put it into gear. Um, I'm trying to upshift and all of a sudden I'm having a hard time getting to the next gear. And then I'm like, oh, that's OK. I'll just go up to the next gear. Didn't work. Go down a gear. Didn't work. Uh, and I was like, "Uh oh, so I try all the gears and my car's just like slowing down as I'm trying to get into gear. And I was like, "Uh oh, and finally, I like get it into second and I'm like, oh, OK, I got it into gear. So I go up just a little bit to get the next light. And I was like, that was weird. This trans has been making noise. And now I had trouble getting into gear. Oof! hopefully I make it home. So I'm at a stop. It's time to go. And, uh, oh no, I wasn't at a stop. I was almost at a stop, right? So I'm coming up to the red light. It's almost fucking like I'm almost up to the line and the light changes to green. Okay. So I put it into first gear. I'm still rolling a little bit and I let out the clutch and then the car stops and makes a bunch of awful noises. And, uh, then I was like, oh yeah, pretty sure that's the trans. So don't know what's wrong yet. Maybe it's just the clutch. Maybe it's just a throw out bearing. But, you know, that car has had a third gear pop out for as long as I've owned it. The trans was making noise the day before. So I am not uh, not super optimistic about the, uh, the diagnosis there. So uh, I may have blown up my transmission. I may have just ruined yet another clutch. I don't know. But I hate that car. It's it's like not even at 100,000 miles yet. And just about everything major on the car has broken. I think it's mostly because it's a piece of shit. 
and yeah, super not happy about it. So uh, anyway, this is my first week at a new job, and I literally had to call my boss from inside the car and say, hey, I think my transmission just exploded. It might take me a little bit before I'm back online. <laughs> so, uh, you know, not my favorite thing to tell a new boss. But yeah, yep, that's my updates. That's all I got. So that's, that's where we're at. The Z should be theoretically mostly fixed. Um, and the vacuum leaks fixed and it's getting attuned tomorrow. And hopefully it's right this time. So at least at least I should have that car up running good to go because that's the only car I actually care about. And uh, yeah, my uh, my Camaro continues to be a piece of shit is the update. So, so I got, and, uh, I guess, yeah, listeners, uh, buy, buy, uh, Connor's <laughs> old shitty Camaro. <laughs> it's hold on. It is very, well, see, there you have a conundrum because if they actually listen to the show, then they know not to buy yeah, the Camaro. Like, if you listen to the show, please don't buy this Camaro. But like, you know, I'm not going to feel too bad about selling it. It is collectible and desirable apparently. And I'm sure someone will like it. Someone who has a bottomless pit for a bank account. Um, but that's not me. So, um, yes, I want to get rid of this piece of shit. (laughs) Looks cool though. I think some insight into me as a person is that when you speak positively about anything on the Camaro, I I just want to argue because I'm like, I don't really like that generation of Camaros and I tend to be abrasive. And then when you say anything bad about it, I want to just defend Chevy in general. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, like, you know, if I have a tendency to be argumentative, just bear in mind that that's going to happen regardless of what you say. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's what I got. So it's been a it's been an eventful couple weeks for me. All right. Who's next? I don't know. You were randomly picking the order. You shouted me out before we were ready. So I don't know. <laughs> So it's your time to randomly shout someone out, I think. Zach, it's Zach's turn. I like this system. This is great. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I've had a, an eventful few weeks in the car realm as well. I, um, I've been driving my Ranger pretty regularly recently. It's been doing okay. Uh, still some weird ticking coming from uh, the transmission, but I think it's the torque converter is got fucked up when I fucked up the transmission as well. Um, but I have like two or three laying around, so I'll just stick a new one in when I get some time. It's been driving and shifting, so I'm not super worried about that. Um, but I got in a wreck uh, oh, a couple no. of weeks ago. Yeah, it, it was um, ended up being uh, my fault, uh, you know, per the legal definition. Uh, but just quick... Uh, breakdown of what happened. I was uh, going to make a U-turn on a left flashing yellow uh, turn signal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a car in the far right lane. There's like three lanes going the other way. Car in a far right lane. So I make the U-turn. And I'm trying to stay as much to the left as I can. And I guess uh, the other driver thought that I was going to turn into their lane. So they switched lanes to the left to try to avoid me. I tried to stay to the left to avoid them. We collided in the far left lane. Legally my fault. I can't make a U-turn unless it's completely clear on the, the flashing yellow. So yeah, I, I, I'm I, at fault. I, 
Yeah, you're at fault there, technically, but also not a great idea to like try and cross someone who you think is going to wind up in a different lane than they're they're in. That seems that is a questionable judgment for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I um, yeah, I was talking to the guy afterwards, and he was like, you know, I saw you turn. And, you know, I thought I was going to hit you. So I just, I changed lanes really quick and, you know, to avoid you. And then you were in the other way. And I was like, yeah, man, I was trying to avoid you. I was doing what you were doing. And then we both just ended up in the same spot. So which, it was, yeah, just an unfortunate, like. Oh, so which, which car is this and how, how, uh, how bad was the, uh, was the result? Uh, so this was my Ranger. His, he hit me in a 1500 pickup, a Dodge okay. ran 1500. Um, but he pretty much just bounced off of me. I uh, I lost my driver's side mirror. Uh, the door's pretty dented. And it like it basically had a can opener effect on my fender and just peeled the metal all the way up. Oh, no. Side of the fender. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, but it still runs and drives straight. My, my Ranger's fine. I pulled the fender off and I've just been rocking no fender. And the door <laughs> is... <laughs> Kind of hard to close, <laughs> but it's, um, it's made me remember who I am at my core because I <laughs> fucking love it. I love driving around in that trashed old <laughs> shitty truck. And I don't care that it has no fender and the door smash. I'm like, you know what? This affects me literally 0% at all. I I'm totally fine with it. I bought a new mirror for 20 bucks. <laughs> My my fender on my van's been caved in since I bought it years ago, and I've just never fucked with it because, you know, kind of matches my shitty aesthetic. Yeah, exactly. And like that truck has dents all over. Yeah, yeah. Zach. Uh, for a uh, for a '93, honestly, any '93 and older doors are hard to close. That's just how it be. So like every, yep. uh, they're all hard to close at that when they're that old. So uh, now it's just like it's almost period appropriate. <laughs> Oh yeah, you gotta like lift up a little bit and <laughs> yep, slam. I had it. to do that beforehand. It's really no different. <laughs> but yeah, I got a new mirror on it so I can actually see. And I'm like, I'll just like monitor the junkyard every once in a while. And if one pops up in the right color, maybe I'll go get some body panels. But eh, I don't really give a shit. Yeah, the wrong color works. See, wrong color. I I think I'd rather just not have a fender. I think the That's no fair. fender look is better than the mismatch color. It, it bugs me. I don't know why. It bugs me way more to have the wrong color on there than to have just no fender and a caved-in door. Okay, so there's a cure for that. It's get into drift cars, and then you'll yeah. notice that most of them at the track have multiple <laughs> colors, and uh, you'll just you'll start to appreciate it. Like I love multicolored 240s. Oh, there's something so special about them. So you, yeah. you can you can cure that. You know. Oh so yeah. Dive right in. <laughs> I think I think it could work. I think it could work, but I think I need to change more of the body panels to more different colors. Yes. Like yeah. If I just have like a white door and fender and the rest of the truck is red, I think that looks shitty. But like if I have like a blue fender and a green door there you on go. one side and then the other work. side's like black and brown. That'll fucking work. Great. Yeah, I think there that could go. really work. I mean, yeah, you can but. you you can do a lot. You could rattle can one of the uh like quarter panels or something and <laughs> yes. and do two, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, just make it. Yes, rattle can camo. That's what you need. Yeah, yeah dude, unironically, <laughs> I might do that. That's a great fucking idea. <laughs> yeah, lean into it. Don't even fix the fender. Just make it camo so that it's less obvious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it already is. That's why you, it doesn't look like there's a fender there. It's really good camouflage. <laughs> it just looks like it's not there. It's just perfectly camoed into the the, uh, the under paneling of the truck. Yeah, no, so that that was like You'll drive by and people will be like, there seems to be damaged fender just floating down the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh you, re- you gotta remember those um those like Harlequin golfs from the nineties. Yeah. The VW golfs that they had like five different primary colors. I always thought that those looked really ugly and it was just like you know, Germans attempting to be quirky and, and silly. And like, you know, everyone knows that Germans don't have any sense of humor. So of <laughs> course it doesn't work. But, uh, I knew a guy in, when I was in high school who was a pizza delivery guy and he did that paint job on his car himself. And then he gave it like, like a big spoiler made out of bro- old broken skateboards. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I love yeah. the Harlequin looks uh, on those old golfs. I I dig it. I, I'm not a goofy. fan, but maybe I just don't. I'm not really a Volkswagen person, so I don't know. Yeah, me neither. I don't, I don't know why. I just I like it. It looks. It's like it. It's so bad. It's good, kind of thing. Like it's. It just looks completely sure. wrong. Yeah, I guess. One could also argue it's so bad, it's just actually bad. (laughs) If one were to argue that, that one would be you. Unless you argue that, and then I'll argue (laughs) against that. Exactly. (laughs) No, so that's that's my kind of negative uh, car update. Smashed up my Ranger. Still runs and drives, though, so eh, kind of neutral in the long run. But I uh, I also... It's what's on the inside that counts. Exactly, which is a junkyard motor. So, <laughs> <laughs> but a nice transmission. It is a nice transmission. Yeah, it does have a, a really good transmission in there that I spent way too much money on for how much of a piece of shit that truck is in general. Oh, also, I forgot to mention um, my exhaust from like the muffler back just fell off after that wreck because I guess it was already rusted and shitty. <laughs> so now I just don't have any rear exhaust section, uh, and the muffler is, like, right under the cab. So it is loud as shit <laughs> to drive now. So that's fun. Um, yeah, but that's that's the Ranger update. Uh, no, no big updates on my other cars that I knew that I owned, but I was recently <laughs> reminded... That I have a, a 77 GMC Jimmy in a storage yard uh, that someone that my dad knows wanted to buy uh, to build himself an off-roader. Um, so we sold it to that guy, you know, got a little bit of money out of it. It had um, a rebuilt 700 R4 and a rebuilt uh, small block Chevy in it with uh, the throttle body injection from a later Blazer that we pulled off. Uh, so it was a decent little starter pickup, but the the guy we sold it to wants to do an LS swap in it. We're like, yeah, that's cool, man. It's your truck. Do whatever you want. But I guess he doesn't want the engine at all and um, is just going to give it back to me. So now I've got a rebuilt Chevy 350 for Sweet. nothing that I just that's have great. now. Uh, and now the temptation to try to put 
the 350 into the Ranger and make it work is a little overwhelming. <laughs> it's, it's a terrible idea. The 750-700 combo is one I'm a fan of, man. It's a great setup. Like, that truck was rough. It had holes rusted in it everywhere. And, like, a lot of other issues, mainly with, like, the, the body and um, suspension. But, yeah, that engine-trans combo is killer. And especially with the uh, throttle body injection, it's... It's great. It was a blaster drive. And, See, my uh, one criticism yeah. was going to say, just rip off that throttle body <laughs> injection and throw a carburetor on it. <laughs> yeah, it came with a carb and it was just like a pain in the ass, especially since we were driving it up in the mountains a lot. It could, it just could not handle the elevation change at all. Oh, like huh, it would either is... run crazy lean or crazy rich at one elevation or the other. You know what I mean? Like we couldn't make it work down here and up there it just it wasn't having it that is uh one place i will no longer back a carburetor for i i respect that that was a problem I, yeah wait, it wait, was it was what did they time. do before fuel injection up it up there i mean <laughs> did, did their they just rejetted the carbs for that <laughs> they just rejetted the carbs for that elevation and they were just like well i guess i can't drive down the mountain now <laughs> there's like what kind of what kind of carburetor was it <laughs> Uh, whatever came with the the Chevy 350, I don't even remember at this point. Uh, we built that. It would have been a car jet if it was factory. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a four barrel. That's as yeah. much info as I know off the top of my head. But yeah, as, we built as this far truck as it goes, like those cars are impossible ago. to work on. But they're actually like when they're working well. I I personally don't think there's a much better carburetor than the Quadrajet. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a good truck. It ran well uh, at you know Denver elevation, but yeah, up in the mountains it just it couldn't handle it. Um, it's also a four bolt main uh, block, which oh, nice. is uh, hmm. pretty cool and pretty desirable. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we we fully rebuilt it. Uh, had the cylinders honed, new uh, pistons, rods, rings, refinished the crank. Like, yeah, really went over that engine. And uh, this was like a decade ago, so that cost like six hundred bucks, and it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was a sweet little motor, and I'm glad to have it back, man. I would have given him money for it, but he's like, no, nah, you can take it. I'm just going to put an LS in it, and I don't want this thing. So here, have an engine. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, it'll become a coffee table or something. I'll just stick a piece of glass over it, and then. <laughs> well, if it runs, you might as well do it something with it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. put it in Connor's Camaro. Hell yeah. 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 If we were even remotely, like, geographically close, I would just be like, listen, I got some money if you're trying to get rid of this fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I could break down a pallet and build some, build a little crate around it and send it to you. Uh, pr probably not worth the struggle, given that it's a small block Chevy and a 700. Like, they're not hard to find. Yeah, probably not. But, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to go into something. And right now, the, the biggest... Um, candidate is the ranger but that could be a lot of work so i yeah. don't know it is extremely tempting though something to keep in mind for sure yeah if i don't get this audi running with its stupid <laughs> audi v8 i'll fucking drop a small block chevy into it i don't give a shit <laughs> Like that I endorse this idea <laughs> i mean keep keep it four-wheel drive too absolutely you know? I mean, it should remain. It's a, you know, it's uh, 
a standard mounted V8 in it. You know, it's not like a weird, oh, what do they call that for like front wheel drives? Shit. I just forgot the word. Uh, transverse transverse. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's yeah. not like transverse mounted or anything. So yeah. And you know, housing honestly, adapter I don't think anything bell housing adapter. Different. I mean, I've seen LS swap like Lambos and stuff, so it's not outside the realm of, uh, possibility. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, people LS swap the, um, the Audis that I have, like I, oh. I've seen a bunch of people put LSs into those. So, I mean, it's, basically the same as a small block Chevy, uh, you know, in, in, in terms of size and things like that. Yeah. I mean, if you can do it with an LS, then you can do it with a small block Chevy. People will just wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm curious how hard it would be to tune uh, the throttle body injection to handle boost. Like, I don't know if that's someone, something that someone has done, but I, I'm obsessed with putting twin turbos on it. Like that (laughs) idea. Two weeks ago, I was, I was out visiting a friend and we went by uh, the shop that one of his uh, friends runs to do upholstery. Mm -hmm. And we saw a carbureted 672 with twin turbos. Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, It was dynoed at 2200 horsepower. Holy (laughs) shit. (laughs) And I'm wow. just like, that's sick, but what, like, abandoned carburetors at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A single yeah, carburetor. Zach, I, I do know someone that um, did a supercharged big block with that same uh, throttle body injection system. Basically, they used a whole lot of uh, junkyard parts. It was for a Lemons car. Um, yeah. But they uh, they didn't have a proper blow off valve and it backfired and it exploded the intake. Ooh! So um, they they ditched the supercharger after a while. What kind of supercharger were they running that they were able to still run the throttle body intake? Uh, it was two um, superchargers from uh, GM thirty eight hundred Buicks. <laughs> okay. It was it was all junkyard parts. Okay. Uh, and it it worked. Kinda for a while until it didn't. Oh, I think I understand what's going on right now. Okay, I follow. Yeah, and it was a, it was like a draw through thing, and um, I can I I'll try and put the link in the uh, in the show notes. But it was the Speed Holes Racing Marlin, so it was an it was an AMC Marlin with a a big block, big block Chevy from like some truck or something, and then these two superchargers. It was a it was an interesting setup. And I, I'm not sure what happened to that car. I think it might have ended up in California. All right, then. That's pretty fucking rad. Yeah, so now I've got to uh, come up with something to do with this this small block Chevy. We'll see where it ends up. Maybe I'll buy another car and put it in that. That's what you should <laughs> yeah. do. Definitely. Buy another yeah. car. Yeah. It will definitely I think it's generally the, the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be so much easier to, yeah. to keep control of everything when you have another car to swap something into. Yeah, for sure. It won't be even more hectic and stressful and time consuming than the three cars I yeah, currently. Certainly have. not in my experience. But, but then the <laughs> But then the car that you buy to put the engine in will have another engine inside of it already, and then you'll have to find a place to put that engine. Hmm. Just buy a roller, man. Find something cheap. Yeah, that that has crossed my mind. I'm like, 
man, if I could find something that came with a small block Chevy already, that's, you know, a decent chassis and it's, you know, it's okay as far as rust and, you know, maybe already has a transmission in it. Cause I don't know if I'm going to get the 700 R4 with the engine or not. Um, but yeah, that, that would be a, a pretty sweet deal. I think if I could just drop the engine in and maybe flip it or more than likely not flip it because I don't get rid of cars. I just keep accumulating them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, that's yeah, definitely an option. <laughs> I find that it's helpful to uh, tell people, you know, around you that you have plans on uh, selling it. Oh yeah, I'm going to sell it. I'm going to this. I'm trying to flip it. That's what I'm doing. I'm not going to keep this car. I'm just going to try and sell it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it helps a lot. Cause then they'll talk to you again, like years down the road and you'll say that you still have that car and they'll be like, Oh, I thought you were going to sell it. And then you can say again to them, Oh, I'm planning on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just, still, I'm still planning on more selling things. it. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, brag about having like a dozen vehicles that don't run because then everything else that I tell that person will make a little bit more sense in the context of what I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe i should just stop lying to everyone and be like i'm not fucking selling it no nah, i'm gonna work on this forever and i'm just gonna keep accumulating cars to work on and i'm never gonna get rid of any of them so fuck you quit asking <laughs> you're a collector yeah totally <laughs> yeah it's a nice way of saying hoarder no i looked it up because people kept calling me a hoarder and as long as things are thematically consistent, you're a collector. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Most of mine are thematically consistent, and then they don't fucking run. Well, <laughs> and they're all cars. <laughs> you're not, like, collecting newspapers and sandwiches you haven't finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair point. Uh, all right. I think that's everything I had for updates. So we're just we're just calling out the next person now, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, Brandon, I guess uh, you said you didn't have much to go yeah, over. Yeah. Well, I already talked about the, the. I saw the fifty-five Chevy that was making twenty-two hundred horsepower, but that yes. wasn't mine. That was just a cool thing that existed. All of my updates will be passive because I've. I'm, I'm very upfront about my mental health stuff on this show, and I've just been dealing with a lot of depression, so I don't really like work on anything. Um. I found out that uh, my, a while back I did the welding on my buddy's truck to put in the new four pans, and he paid me with a van that had, had been in a head-on collision at low speed, so it did ex like just enough damage to, to total it, but like everything on it but the grill was still in good shape. I think the insurance company just didn't really know like what they were dealing with, and they just wrote a check, and... Somehow they were able to keep the van and so on and so forth. It had a crate motor in it with less than 10,000 miles. So he was like, dude, I, I'm not having good luck getting rid of this. And you did all this work for me. Just take the van. You wanted some parts from it anyway. You can take the whole thing. Last Saturday, we uh, called the guy that he had left at his shop and found out that uh, there was a miscommunication. Jeff thought that... Uh, the guy was going to get in touch with him and the other guy thought that Jeff was going to get in touch with him. So the long and the short of it is that van got scrapped without anybody being told. <laughs> so now I'm down a van. Oh, 
um, which is the first time I've arguably That's... gotten rid of a vehicle in my life. Um, <laughs> that sucks. Like, so like who, how does that work? Like legally, like does someone pay someone for that or like what, um, or is it just like, well, whatever it happens. There's a solid like punk community in Pittsburgh. So that like, if you need a mechanic, electrical work, anything like that, we all got a guy. And this was our mechanic guy. Mm. Like, I haven't had a lot of work done by him because I do everything myself. But if I have to break down and have someone else do something, it's going to go to him. It was an honest mistake. Shit happens. We're not dealing with it. Anything beyond it got scrapped. That sucks. Move on with our lives. Yeah, there you go. Like, There's no point in making an issue of it. It is what it is. Yeah, sometimes shit just happens. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, I uh, I start back to work this week after like just months of like trying to get started and something terrible happening. Uh, so now that I'm going to have an income again, I might buy another 67 Cutlass that I, th- I think I might have mentioned before. But I'm going to go back and see the guy in like a week once I've started collecting a check again and see if it's still for sale and if he still wants the same amount. And if it is, I'm taking that. Sweet, and then maybe nice. I'll LS swap cool. it because it does it's does not have a drivetrain in it, so it would be a perfect candidate for me dropping like a what I think five three or something in it. Oh yeah, yeah. If, if I yeah. go that route, that'll actually probably be a, a car that I build to be very efficient. I'm going to try and like find out everything I can about tuning five threes. I think the five three is the best candidate because it's a s- smaller displacement than a six zero, but the f- four eights or four sevens or whatever they are are the exact same bore but with a shorter stroke and you are prone to getting slightly better fuel efficiency out of something with a longer stroke yep so i'm i'm gonna do some research there and if i buy that car i'm gonna see if maybe i can't build something that can get me like well into the 20 mile per gallon range and i can actually like commute nice yeah that's it yeah that'd be cool have been kind of a, like a worthless blob lately and, and haven't done much productive. So that's, that's me. I'm done. Well, I guess it's my turn then. Um, I, I feel you on the worthless blob thing. I did almost nothing yesterday. I kind of just stayed inside and uh, played nice. video games. and But whatever, it's a Saturday. So, you know, got to have one of those every once in a while. I have been making some slow progress on my MR2. I... Um, Got the flywheel resurfaced and and got new ARP uh, bolts for that, and I put that in. Um, I don't know last week, I think, and um, you know torqued those those bolts down. And let me tell you, seventy foot pounds is a lot when you're like upside down, lying on the ground with a bunch of like sharp metal objects all around. So uh, I I either need to like you know like work out and like not skip arm day and. I, I recently I learned know. how much 90 foot pounds is when you have a flimsy engine stand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's damn near turning the whole fucking thing over. Just trying to get the head torque down. <laughs> yeah. What was I going to say? But, um, Oh, the, uh, the thing that I'm having trouble with right now is, um, I want to replace the seals in the transmission before I put it in. And, um, to do that, I have to take the, the axles out of the, or axle flanges, whatever the term is, uh, out of the transmission. So it's got, um, 
it's actually the thing that failed on it in the first place. The way that Toyota put it together is there's, I get, I'll call it the axle flange. It's it's got a you know a splined end that goes into the transmission, and then on the outside it's got a flange with like um, three studs and six bolts that hold the that are bolted onto the rest of the um, the half shaft, um, and those those bolts and studs are what what failed and broke uh, previously. So um, I've got you know as much new hardware for that as I can. Um, but the actual flange on the on the replacement transmission that I'm putting in there, um, it's stuck in the transmission and I can't get it out. And normally it's just a little like um, I, I forget what you call it not a, not a circlip but just like a retaining ring that that's spring loaded. And you're supposed to be able to just you know with like a pry bar or like maybe a little light tap of the hammer be able to get that um, that ring to compress and you know pull the the axle shaft out of the transmission or the flange or whatever. Um, I'm having a hell of a time and I'm just like banging on it. And I'm like, since I'm kind of like nocturnal now, you know, working night shift and with the, um, you know, time, time change and the winter and everything, it it's, you know, dark a lot earlier. And I'm like, you know, losing track of t- what time it is. And then I'm like, it's like 10 PM and I'm hammering on this thing in my garage. And my neighbors are probably like, what the fuck is going on in there? So I'm trying to be mindful of my uh, my neighbors and not hammer on that at all hours of the night. But I don't know that's that's about where I'm at. Um, thanks again to Zach for loaning me his engine hoist that is uh, still being used like a month and a half later. Hey, no worries, so. man. Glad to help out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also I have my bicycle chain which is holding up my motor, which I should probably you know, get a different chain, but whatever <laughs> it works. It's, it's I, uh, I apologize. Yet. I apologize for, for getting the actual chain and the load leveler that I have for that. Um, and I can bring that over so that you do not get crushed by an engine. Uh, because I feel like a bike chain is not <laughs> adequate. It, I mean, it still does have one motor mount on one side. Um, so, I mean, if anything, the, the engine hoist is just to keep it up and level and so that the accessories don't slam into the um, frame rail and, you know, bend the air conditioner compressor off or something like that. So I think, I think it'll be okay, but um, I've, I've got a jack stand under the engine block right now, just in case. Oh, that's good. That's about it. But as long as we're recommending stuff, um, we gon' make you pay five and five, bitch. We make you pay five and water, bitch. We gon' fight the riches and not the riches, but we gon' fight the solidarity. We said we not gon' fight capitalism with black capitalism, but we gon' to fight the socialism. <laughs> Amazingly, or not so amazingly, Cuba's crime rate is one of the lowest in the entire hemispheres. Oddly enough, it seems that when people have their basic human needs met, they're less likely to commit crimes. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. The free market mythology it argues that the most ruthless, selfish, opportunistic, greedy, calculating plunderers applying the most heartless measures in cold-blooded pursuit of corporate interest and wealth accumulation will produce the best results for all of us through something called the invisible hand (laughs) what are you smiling about 
Dude, I almost had you. 